It takes money. Could it have blood or semen on it? How many times do you need to clear your throat, Julian? I'd know those butt cheeks anywhere. You can repay me in tampons, just remember that. Yeah, because that wink definitely implied that we were just going to have sex. Yeah, Jeets. She gave wolves and tang. Way seaboats. Queen Radio. Insane ramblings. John Hamm. He... <laughs> okay. He's got to be so attractive and talented for us to completely overlook the fact that his last name is Ham, right? <laughs> no, I literally was just laughing because you said John Ham out of context. So because it's I a guess ridiculous not that name. often. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, like if I was called Ben Ham, like I would never hear the end of it. But no one brings up the fact that his last name is Ham to him because he's John Ham. It's like, oh yeah, famous A-list actor John Ham of Mad Men fame. We all know and love you. <laughs> but if it was like John Ham, I don't know, the school teacher, those kids would be like, Mr. Ham, and like snickering every <laughs> single classroom, every single you know lesson. <laughs> and in every single classroom. Yeah. I don't think we've snickered in here about Mr. Ham yet. Let's, uh... <laughs> That's the thing. I feel like it's Have we totally... snickered in classroom 2D about his name yet? We have to yeah. snicker in every classroom <laughs> I don't know how about it Mr. Ham's com- name. <laughs> I don't know how it went completely under my radar that his name was John Ham because I think by the time <laughs> that I was aware of him, he was already pretty, like, successful. But... Surely, like how he must have been teased in school. At least I hope he was, because that is <laughs> that's nice. Well, come on, like you are such a bitter man. He's got it too good right now. You so are such take a him bitter a man. I really hope that uh, John Hamm and that guy that plays Geralt were bullied in high school. Just so you know, there's something out there that <laughs> I have over them. But yeah, is that too much to ask? <laughs> Who's that guy? I always forget Henry his Cavill. Name. Henry Cavill, yeah. But see, like, that's a normal name. There's no reason to bully him based on name alone. He just also happens to be amazingly attractive, so it doesn't matter. But (laughs) if his name was, like, I don't know, Henry Frankenstein or some shit. (laughs) I'd like like that we both went there. (laughs) It's got to be one of the Steins. (laughs) No one brings this up. That's how hot he is. I'm sure they're bringing it up. Have you well, had any? Um, have you had any good last name? Because your name obviously is also a word. Yeah. Have you had any good throughout childhood or um, throughout your life? Any good last name sick burns? No, I'm kind of surprised that there hasn't been. Like it's only you know as creative as people have gotten is like oh Ben wants more or something like that. <laughs> it's pretty lame. So I have a friend whose last name is Armstrong. Yeah. And he one of the burns that comes to mind to him frequently like one of the ones that really repeats on you you know and you're like (laughs) is um he was like I want to say seven and he was playing down ball with just like a bunch of the other kids in primary school in this country town and he did like a stupid shot like that like weekly like yeah can I guess what was it arm weak or arm not strong He just like did a shitty down ball throw and the guy's like, you're not even worthy of your last name. (laughs) Yeah, it's the same. We were on the same school of thought. Yeah, that's a good burn. I'm particularly from like a seven-year-old. Yeah, well, that's, well, of course, (laughs) like once you get to high school, I'm not expecting people to be like, all right, we still got to take this John Hamm down a peg. No, he's had (laughs) six years worth of it. That's enough, but. Just like one time on the uh, schoolyard, someone's being like, what the fuck? Like, oink, oink, John Hamm. Something like that, you know? (laughs) I feel like now he's so attractive that, like, probably he's having a threesome with, like, two models and they're like, hey, look, we're a ham sandwich. It probably is. (laughs) (laughs) But that would have to... That's, like, the closest he gets to being bullied, Ben. You know it. (laughs) I I feel like that works better if they're the... They're in between... Yeah, I know. And he's but the like, ham. Yeah, but I feel like if you want to be sandwiched, you're like in between the two pieces of bread. Like it would be good if it's like John Ham and like Ron Ham got together and you know, had a three-way. <laughs> that would be a better ham sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Probably less enjoyable for all involved. 
Well, I don't know. There could be like a successful uh, business magnate called Ron Ham. I'm, I haven't looked oh, into this. Oh, right. They're not like related or anything. Okay. I mean, it could be his identical twin brother. Like, that's going to well, be someone's fantasy. Well, that's what I don't understand. Like, I'm sure it is, but like, I don't know. As a woman, obviously, like the whole idea of like sleeping with two hot twins is something that you've heard in your life. But I can't think of anything weirder than having a threesome with a sibling there. Oh, it's it's super weird. <laughs> yeah, that's but- why I'm like. I don't like the idea of there being two ha- uh, two unrelated hams. Is the closest I'll offer. Please. Yeah, I don't think that this is the kind of scenario that happens outside of porn or fantasies. The prevalence of this kind of thing is uh, not really. I don't think it's actually happening in the real world. I but certainly hope not. But yeah, no. I'll allow either unrelated hams or like maybe there could be like a John Ham and a like Jeff Chicken and it's a ham and chicken sandwich. <laughs> Why is it ham and chicken? Like surely like Jeff Cheese is a better like ham and cheese sandwich is a thing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't eat meat. <laughs> I just thought, you know, when people eat meat, don't they just slam all the meats together? Yeah, Isn't that how you guys do that? <laughs> I want a chicken, ham and beef uh, sub, please. So it doesn't work the same as being a vegetarian. Because when you're a vegetarian, obviously you just put all the vegetables and fruits together. But yeah, I guess it's not the option. same when you eat meat. No. Well, no. Like, you guys aren't like, I'll have the beef, chicken, uh, ham sandwich. With a it, side it, of lamb. It doesn't seem to happen like that, no. Like, the closest I Except can think of... Except if you're eating gyros? Gyros? Yeah, gyros. Like a souvla- Yeah. They yeah. seem to have, like, the, the mixed meat one. Yeah, that's true. The other example I was going to bring up was apparently Subway in America. I don't know if this is still the case, but it definitely used to be. Basically, <laughs> all their meats were turkey. So oh. if, like you, if you ordered chicken, it was just like a slightly differently flavoured version of turkey. That's disgusting. Yeah. They just, uh, I guess it's like how you have like a sausage or something, you know, it's like just oh, all right. kind it's of. Oh, right, it's just the mystery meat. Yeah. Yeah, basically. So they just had a, like anything or any of the sliced meats. It's like, oh yeah, that's uh, just a lightly, a Good lighter shade of turkey. turkey. Yeah. Oh. That's so gross. Yeah. Well, no, because what comes to mind for me is you. You're my frame of reference for meat eaters. <laughs> okay. And you always have meat lover pizza. So I was like, isn't that just how meat eaters eat? Just everything, all the meats on a bun, please. Yeah, but we, we call it meat lover pizza. We don't call it a ham and chicken <laughs> t- and pizza. <laughs> all right. Well, if I ever have a threesome with John Ham and Jeff Chicken, I'll just call it the meat lovers. <laughs> Are you happy? I do think there's a um oh god a subway I don't know. <laughs> not I'm not a subway where this is going no 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 I'm off the sexual tangent for a change uh, that's unusual for you we'll get back there but for now I want to talk sandwiches do you think like you know how there's like famous delis and stuff where celebrities can have a sandwich yeah. named after them do you think yeah. John Ham has a ham sandwich somewhere <laughs> there's gotta He's be got right? a, lots of places surely. Yeah, they've all got the John Ham and cheese. <laughs> yeah, or the John Ham burger. Well, that's good too. Yeah, uh, when if he's in like a, a Game of Thrones style kind of um, show ending, I feel like the John Ham burger will be a thing. You mean Mad Men? Is that what you're talking about? No, just like well, Mad Men. I feel like it was not quite big enough to like in Japan when Game of Thrones was premiering, they dyed hamburgers black to. Oh like, yeah, right. I see what you're saying. Yeah, so I don't think Mad Men was quite big enough to merchandise, or not the right kind of show, I guess. Yeah, Japan loves to do that. Like, I think, because they've got a, I think it's Hungry Jacks that do it. It's yeah. a squid ink bun, and so yeah. the bun is, like, completely black. And I've never tried one, but I've heard they taste basically the same as a normal bun. It just looks crazy. But it seems like no matter what, like, whatever the big pop culture movement is at the time, they will just pull out the black bun and associate it with it. It's like you That's say, it's pretty like, true. Yeah, it's like, oh, Game of Thrones is uh, premiering. Have the black I Game think of like Thrones bun. I the Dark Knight. But yeah. how do you think they... Do you think they'll just sandwich... Hey, sandwich this into all uh, cultural zeitgeists? They seem to. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Ben. 
And this is Vicky. And you're listening to Insane Ramblings, episode 217, a very audacious episode. Really? Like every episode since we've mm-hmm. uh, been in quarantine. Let's start off with, where have you been running, Vicky? Oh, run chat. Run chat's back. I feel like this needs a sound bed of like puffing or something. <laughs> run chat. Yeah, exactly. Run chat. The dilemma I was facing this week was mm-hmm. I was about to go out for a run and I wanted to uh, have a banana. Just, you know, give me that potassium boost before I... Good uh, choice. Good choice. I do love a sneaky banana. But we were out. We, were, we didn't have any left. Ooh, so brutal. That makes it hard. My thinking was, all right, well, I can just buy one. Like, there's nothing stopping me from buying a single banana. <laughs> like, I mean, at least, like, legally. <laughs> <laughs> no, haven't you heard of the uh, banana ruling 1979? <laughs> well, yeah, that's what, that's what it feels like. Like, I shouldn't be able to, but... I mean, I'm not going to take a bunch of bananas jogging with me, right? There's definitely like a weird combo. Like if you buy, there's definitely a defensible reason to buy like a singular zucchini and condoms at the same time, but it doesn't look good. Well, I wasn't buying condoms if that's what you're No, I know. I'm just saying like (laughs) you could definitely make that combo look bad. I have a quick uh, demonstration I need to pull off for a five grade class. Just uh, give me the starter pack. (laughs) At our local uh, convenience store, there's only checkout clerks. There's no self-serve checkout. And so I was just wondering, like, what's the social etiquette? If I want to go for a jog and pick up a banana on the way, Mm -hmm. but I have to look someone in the eye as I check out and say, just here's my one banana, and they, like, ring me up for, like, (laughs) the, what, 60 cents that it's going to cost me or whatever. (laughs) <laughs> like I couldn't do it. Like I'm like this is too weird because we've discussed before. Normally, when we're buying something that's a little weird, it's easier to hide it amongst other items. But I, I didn't want anything else because I'm going for a run. Like I don't want to load up. Like I don't have a shopping bag or something to load. Myself no, that's up with. right. So I uh, I just had to go without my banana. Oh, you went without. So you were peer pressured out of buying a banana at the age of like 34. I guess, well, 33, please. Mm. But I uh, was peer pressured you by no one. You aged because you didn't have the antioxidants. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That banana would push me over every, the limit. Every day you miss a banana, you <laughs> have an extra uh, year added. A banana a day keeps the year away. And you should know this. I am uh, 33 physically, but my uh, mental anxiety level is of a 12-year-old. <laughs> oh, I say a 12 year old wouldn't even be that anxious I feel like you're firmly stuck in like middle school okay (laughs) I would give you a bit more credit yeah like 15 to 17 I feel is more you appreciate that a little bump you're giving me there (laughs) you're welcome I I don't know it just feels weird to do it would you buy a single banana because it's like you don't even if you need something else you're not going to carry it with you yeah I would but I think that have we talked about how I can't eat bananas in public. On the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess maybe I am like 16 in my mind. Uh, definitely 16, I feel, for me. I take the banana in one hand and break pieces off and feed them to myself. <laughs> and for l- listeners who might not have heard the ori- original conversation, you're worried about the sexual implications of what it looks like? Yeah, pretty much. I just can't look someone in the eye and like, uh, like put the whole banana in my mouth. What if you were with a group of people who are also eating bananas? Like, would that make it no, any... No, I still break it off. It doesn't matter. Really? Because I feel like... Also, what are we doing in this group? Like, is it banana appreciation group or something? Could be. <laughs> it's it's like, my running group. We've all got onto how... the banana trend after this. Well, that maybe that is the solution. <laughs> if I... If I... Um, oh, you need had... just... Um, okay. You should have bought a bunch of bananas and just handed them out to random yeah, joggers. Exactly. Like, you know, the marathon kind of... Um, what's it called? Like... Where they ha- hold out cups. The of cups water of water or like the... the... What's it called? The glucose... Um, yeah, yeah, like those packets. sachets. Yeah, right. maybe you should have just stood beside the tan holding out bananas. <laughs> How long do you think it would take? Like, people are so suspicious, like, right now of just touching another person. I feel like I could have been there for hours just holding a banana. Flip side, <laughs> if a man was holding out bananas and you're like, oh, damn, I didn't want to buy one, but here we are, could you have grabbed it? 
uh, like would you have trusted it i don't think i would have like it's so really? weird <laughs> i don't think i would have it's a banana like how it could have met like you syringed it somehow i guess i guess the question is how official looking is he like not if he very was a guy he looks yeah, like you in a hoodie well, that's, that's the problem if it's just some guy in like sweatpants then no i don't <laughs> want his banana if it's uh like some guy who's from the banana board and he's like mm. got some kind of I don't know banana like merchandise or whatever. And I definitely like, am going to remix you saying that to some kind of reggae song because it definitely sounds want, like a sex thing. I no, don't want. I don't want his banana. No, <laughs> I don't want his banana. No. It's worse to live by. I mean, it's got me this far. Just some guy in some sweatpants. No, don't want his banana. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, it reminds me of like when I used to catch the train to work. And uh, about like once a week or so at the train station in the city, uh, just because there's so many people passing through, they would uh, have giveaways essentially. So you could get like a free chocolate milk or like a oh, yeah, ice I cream that. or something like that. Yeah, it was pretty good. That's how I, I assume- got hooked on Red Bull. So well done, Red Bull, on your marketing. So I was like, those <laughs> fools, they're giving out free Red Bulls. Fast forward. So I think I started drinking them second year uni. So I guess, what, like my 20s, they're yeah. handing them out at exams. And I'm like, what idiots. They'll never recoup their investment. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks later. 12 years uh... later. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah well, that I kind of thing. buy them regularly. So like, well done them on the Red Bull handouts. They definitely, um, I would never have probably had a Red Bull if it wasn't for the fact that they gave them out for free. You would have never had one? I don't reckon, no. I'd never had them and I never really was interested in getting them. But you love freebies. I didn't even drink coffee till I was 19. I mean, I still don't drink coffee. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But that's because you think it's gross, I think. Not because you're like, oh, I don't want to ruin the temple. No, definitely not. (laughs) There's enough ways that I can... uh, ruin my body that coffee is not gonna do anything to it <laughs> that's what i was thinking i was like if anything if, it's, it's... Uh, if your body's a temple it's phnom pen at this point <laughs> well, <laughs> i'm saying uh coffee could probably help it's a diuretic like it's got you know properties that could work to my advantage but why do you need gr- to flush out water are you like retaining water that i don't know about <laughs> I mean, not that I know how much water you're retaining either, but I haven't seen you and been like, wow, like Ben's skin's about to pop. He's really swollen. I just feel like, you know, like people do coffee enemas and stuff like that. I feel like it's good to cleanse the system once in a while and maybe coffee is the way to do it. I don't know. (laughs) This is obviously coming from someone who's not drinking a lot of coffee. Maybe like two, three times in my life. As someone who regularly drinks a lot of coffee... You don't need to shove it up your ass. You're fine. I'm not necessarily saying I would only <laughs> put it on my butt. I'm saying <laughs> just having it in the system at all, surely it's got some benefits that, you know, apart from like the caffeine and stuff. It is. This is something that blew my mind during Trivia yeah. Art the last few weeks. It's the most drunk beverage in the world, including like water, Coke. I think non alcoholic sorry, most drunk non-alcoholic beverage. So people drink more coffee than they do water. Really? Seemingly, yeah. I mean, that's what this trivia thing said. But you're saying it's the most drunk non-alcoholic. Like, it's surely the most drunk alcohol. uh, You know, like, there's no alcoholic beverage that is drunk more than coffee as well. Like, if it's the most drunk non-alcoholic, it's the most drunk beverage. Is it? Maybe beer is, like, nailing it. If people are drinking more beer than water, then we've got a real problem on it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me look it up. What is the most drunk beverage in the world? Are you sure you're not thinking of it's the most prevalent drug in the world? Because no, I know, no, no, I know no. That, that like that's true if you classify it as a drug. The world's top drink, coffee. And give me the list. Has it got like the top five or something there? Mm, tea. But maybe they're not even including water as a beverage. Maybe you know? not, like surely. It's, it's just like a default that it's so prevalent, it didn't make the list because it's assumed. Yeah, like, I mean, again, it was like online trivia with my friends. I can't think that they're... Anyway, so yeah. don't like coffee, bring it up I'd, in your next uh, job interview or something. No, like I believe <laughs> coffee is outranking Coca-Cola, <laughs> but like that's because we're I don't know that it's outranking water. Yeah, exactly. Um, but regardless, <laughs> the reason I brought this up is because uh, 
they were giving away all this stuff at the train station mm-hmm. and they always had like looked very official. Like if they're giving away Snapple, they would have like Snapple hats and oh, definitely, t-shirts yeah. and stuff. I used to do that job. You have to wear the outfit or people will be frightened of you. Yeah. So if like some guy with a banana is uh, wearing like a lot of banana based, you know. <laughs> if he was a giant banana, would you take it? Yeah. I'd be like, perfect. <laughs> I, I so was you're gonna, more comfortable I, with banana cannibalism than you are with just accepting a banana <laughs> from a guy in sweatpants. Oh, okay. I thought you meant he's a guy in a banana suit. I didn't realize I did, but- we were going to the realm of... <laughs> A life-sized banana <laughs> no, giving away free I bananas did. and then like weeping openly mean. in my face while I ate it and screaming, my you're children. killing him. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why do you do these things? That's my son. I'm like, this is banana entrapment. <laughs> my son. <laughs> I'm like, why did you hold it out like you were offering it to me to eat? He's like, I just... <laughs> He was just born. I wanted to show him I'm a proud father. <laughs> this is my newest bunch. Yeah. I was like, yeah, well, the good thing is you've got like eight more of them. It's a big bunch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you guys lay big litters. I'm not that, yeah. not that stressed for you. <laughs> uh, and that day we all learned a valuable lesson. Him not to <laughs> offer his banana to strangers and me not, not to, to take them. Give- yeah, that's right. Not to hand out your children as food. <laughs> the the thing that's got me about running is I am quite annoyed by the extent of stretching involved in running. Stretching really shits me. Okay, because I feel like this is an area that I could probably use some improvement on. Like my stretching okay. has been pretty minimal. Really? Because um, yeah. I feel like I, if I don't stretch after, I don't need to stretch before. That's what the warm-up jog's for. But if I don't stretch after, then I won't be able to move the next day. Everything will be so tight. Mm, okay. So, uh, yeah, like my, my thoughts were kind of similar. Like I have to walk at least 10 minutes to get to the running track. So yeah. I feel like that kind of counts as my warm-up but Mm -hmm. I could be wrong like maybe if I did some more stretching I'd be like oh my god this is way easier than I uh, (laughs) like I've been doing on hard mode or something you know no I don't find stretching but well I don't stretch before I don't think you have to is the like the wisdom but I have to stretch after or I end up really sore and like yeah like lower back pain or like doing the old like as you sit down but what shits me about stretching is so a lot of the time I'm like lengthening out my jogs now, but previously I was only doing about a half hour jog, right? To get in the three to five Ks, it's about half an hour, somewhere between like, you know, 20 and 40 minutes, depending on how far you're going. Stretching is the same amount of time. (laughs) Well, how do you know when you're done stretching? (laughs) Maybe I should still be stretching. (laughs) Yeah, like, because you, you're using an app for your running. Mm-hmm. Does it also include a stretching component or are you using another similar app? No, it doesn't. But, like, I just stretch out every muscle kind of. So, you know, do the calves and the hamstrings, quads, glutes, lower back. We get chicken it. Chicken wings, know the muscles. arms, face. <laughs> yeah, that's an important one. But that seemingly takes about 20 minutes on its own. And I can't not do it because I end up really sore. And it adds no value to the workout except you won't suffer later. <laughs> well, that's value, I would say. But I know no, what you I don't mean. think it's that's like, much value. You've already done the hard part. Now it's just well, kind yeah, of Well, yeah, I'm like, I'm done with running. I want to go back to things that don't endlessly make me suffer. And I have to have this interlude of necessary bullshit in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, have you tried doing less stretching and, like, does it result in... Yeah, and it's a disaster. I end up so sore. Okay, well, yeah, I guess it's a necessary evil by the sounds of it, but uh, I don't know, maybe... evil it is. (laughs) Maybe you can at least, like, because if it's, like, you're you're at home by that point, like... I do it outside to make the most of it, so it's not as, like, ridiculous and I'm just standing in my living room moving my body. But I'm thinking like if so you're So at doing least it, I get the extra sun and, you know, time outside. 
Okay, but my thought was if you're doing it in your living room, maybe you can multitask and watch like a TV show or something while you're Oh, okay, right. See, I've been multitasking by being like, well, at least, you know, I get to have the sun on my face because at the moment we're not allowed to be outside unless you're exercising and at least this is kind of exercise. But it's definitely the most bullshit part of exercising in my opinion. It's like it's adding no value except my life won't be terrible later and it takes nearly as long as the actual beneficial <laughs> exercise part. Yeah, I guess if the uh, the reason you're going running is to get in shape, it's not really yeah, more doing or less. much for like, that Lose weight, become a bit more fit. It's like this, you've done that and now you're just doing this bit so that you can still function tomorrow essentially. <laughs> yeah. It just really makes me angry. I hate stretching. I mean, it doesn't necessarily feel good either. It's just like you have to do this or later you'll be like bending over to pick up the shampoo in the shower and you won't be able to. Yeah. And just exercise in general, I think, is full of that kind of thing. Like the work you have to put in versus what you get back is Oh, so minimal. Uh, yeah, the ratio so is minimal. way, way out of whack. Just like even, I think I might have touched on this in a recent episode, but between quarantines, the gyms did open up again very briefly. And so it would have been, I'd say like about two and a half months since I'd gone to the gym and uh, just even picking up that first weight. It's like you're starting from square one. Like, Oh, definitely. It's, it's like, like I've worked out for 10 years and it's shit. like, yeah. it doesn't matter. You've done six weeks without it. You fucked up, man. Yeah, now you're back to kindergarten. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, basically. Well, that's how I feel with stretching. It's like, I can't even one day be like, oh, I'll just hurry and, you know, I've got some other stuff to do. It's like, well, you know, tomorrow morning, your boyfriend will have to lift you out of bed because your body will be so tight. (laughs) Like, that's what it's like. It's like, fuck. (laughs) You know what it's like? Here's a perfect analogy. It's mm-hmm. uh, the deviled eggs of the exercise world. And oh, my God, it is. All of our listeners will know exactly what that <laughs> means. Well, again, I completely agree when it comes to exercise. The benefits do not outweigh the input. Like, I've been running and trying to increase my distance. And then so the app today was like same distance but faster, basically. And I was like, sure, no worries. I should be able to do that. I fucking died. <laughs> Like, my oh, body's, yeah. like, slightly faster? I don't think so. No, no, no. <laughs> we got used to a, uh, a routine, and by got used to, I mean begrudgingly. But yeah, it's like we... You do not be, think like, you can deviate from that. No, it's like you can do this distance as long as you essentially stroll. But anything above that, <laughs> you'll have to lay on the ground when you get home. Oh, yeah, and it's like you've got the distance down, but try to do 50 more metres, and it's like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Oh, that's no. so true. <laughs> no, your body is literally like you can go this fast over this amount of distance now, but if you miss one session, that'll be two kilometres less, and uh, you'll be much slower. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, There's- you can't. You don't get the benefits of being able to go any faster or any longer seemingly for weeks and you miss one session and then it's like, no, 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 you are, you're not back where you were. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I wish I had <laughs> a, uh, a perfect solution for this, but I think we're all still searching for it. I guess <laughs> maybe ask The Rock. He seems to know what's up. Oh. But I think if you ask him, it's like, oh, yeah, you just got to spend 10 hours every day in the gym. I don't think, annoyingly, that there's some kind of I think of he's going to say the this. exact same thing. He'll be like, yeah. you just have to do it a lot and it sucks the whole time. Yeah. Speaking of The Rock, tangent, I was scrolling mm-hmm. through Netflix during the week and I came across the movie Walking Tall that he was in. I don't know if you mm-hmm. know that one. It was like a mid-2000s uh, film, kind of like one of his big movies before uh like just after he was known as the wrestler the rock he uh right you know around the scorpion king era that kind of thing so before i was ever aware of him really. probably <laughs> which is like kind of crazy i think because he's i think the most uh bankable or like you know the highest paid film star right now huh. and that was only like 15 years ago that he was basically just, just a guy. wrestler yeah yeah but does it give you hope, Ben? Uh, yeah, fifteen years from now, I could be the <laughs> I could be the next biggest, highest paid film star. <laughs> well, fifteen years from now, you'd be at the wrestling level because it's not like you're just finishing up your successful wrestling career. 
I would like it's to like think thirty that, years from now. Oh, you're going to skip the wrestling stage? Yeah, I feel like there's other avenues <laughs> to. Um, uh, no, there's one way stardom. into. If I know anything about um, <laughs> about Hollywood, uh, there's Hollywood. one way in and one way out. <laughs> I didn't realize that every single uh, A-list actor was a wrestler in their former previously career. a wrestler. Yeah, so you, to get into Hollywood movies, you have to be a wrestler, and then on your way out, you have to go back to wrestling to leave. How can I get a hold of some <laughs> of these um, Julia Roberts slams? <laughs> the, uh, Do you know what's really funny? My mind went to Jennifer Aniston. She would be great too. I, I'm, I want to see all of these. Is maybe there's a Julia Roberts v Jennifer Aniston match that I can uh, oh, get well, a hold of? Well, it's time to be alive. Kind of that would be. Yeah. <laughs> what about Bollywood? Do they have the same rules? Maybe no. I can. Okay, dancing. So. That's got to be dancing for sure. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes perfect sense. It's like Hollywood. <laughs> you need to go through the WWE or at least some kind of yeah. amateur wrestling league. But Bollywood. You can fuck all that stuff, just as long as you can dance. That's all, that's yeah, all you need. Yeah, you dance your way in, you dance your way out. All right, well, uh, maybe in 15 years I could be the number one Bollywood star. You don't dance. <laughs> do, do I have to dance for 15 years? Yes, straight, mm. no breaks. Because I did, like, you know, in um, in school we did, like, house dance and stuff like that. I, I mean, Were you actually in that, though? Because that was an opt-in program. Yes, we, we, we did oh, it together. Did? <laughs> I was there right beside you dancing, obviously really? not making an impact. Shit. Were you in Ross? I no, was. you weren't. I was. No, you weren't. No, oh my you God. weren't. Pull out your Ross t-shirt. I don't believe you. I don't remember this at all. We spent like five years together in the same... I actually don't remember. The, I don't remember. Like all of my memories, <sighs> there's a Ben-shaped hole, I guess. Jeez, good to know that uh, who your friends are, I guess. That's so funny. Like, if you ask me, like, what are the main times you bonded with Ben? Like, what are some of the top hits? I would not remember house dancing with you at all. Yeah, we spent, like, every house dance practice session together. I don't know. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, we must have, but I can't remember this at all. You were too focused on uh, the steps, Well, during, like, house music, which is, like... I don't know if this translates to other countries, but I guess, how would you even explain the concept of houses? It's like a bigger Stedford kind of situation. Yeah. Where the school was separated into four different teams and we were in Ross House. You get a colour and a name. Yeah. yeah. And so they all compete against each other in various activities throughout the year. So there's like swimming carnival and the uh, athletics carnival and then music. And uh, yeah, music had singing and dancing as part of it. Yeah. And uh, apparently, despite my amazing dance steps, Vicky paid no attention to it. No, I don't. For what years. was year seven? Do you remember? For like literally the seven years we did this together, I guess. Year seven, what I think. Was, was that like Cowboys and Indians? Maybe? Yeah, damn, you really weren't, Ross. <laughs> I was like, if he wasn't in the house, there's no way you'd remember what somebody else did. Uh, no. I, I remember what I did because I did it for months on end. <laughs> yeah. like and that's what I was going to say. When you do house house music, literally before school, after school, lunch times, they even like move the periods, like your school periods and probably my menstrual periods because I was so fucking stressed <laughs> around to fit in more time for house music rehearsals in the middle and start and end of day. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's a like for probably what three months before school, after school, this extra kind of period they make by I think shaving off like fifteen minutes from each academic class. Yeah, about that. So yeah, you get like a longer lunch break, and then some days you have to come earlier to school, and some days you have to uh, stick around after school. And yeah. Yeah, so like everyone treats it super seriously. Yeah, like looking back, I was like, were we in like the final dance school or something? Like this is just a normal academic focused like not that we're even super epidemic I mean it's just like you know it's not like we went to the the feeder school for Juilliard or something <laughs> you know but like it, wow it, like it looking back like it was it. very it, serious it felt like I should have been in center stage for those several months like seriously though like thinking back compared to like it's not like imagine if they expected you to do that for this like house swimming carnival. They're like, okay, literally everybody in this house now has training before, after, and during school to do house swimming. 
I would just be yeah. so wild. But for house music, everyone just accepted it. They're like, this is my life now. I love the performing arts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is weird as that that's the one that everyone went ham on. And also that you didn't, you was compulsory. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But, but again, like, like I, school sports day was compulsory, but I think you had to do something in school sports day or at least go. I don't really remember. They would always put me in something. I don't know if there was anyone that didn't have any events. Probably me. But again, imagine if it was like, all right, well, school sports is coming up. because So before, after and during your lunch break, we're just running track. Yeah, you're It'll all be so Usain wild. Bolt now. Yeah, like, I don't know why, again... We really, like, went full high school musical when it came to house music, but no other... Like, it's not like we did that for house tennis or house swimming. Well, house music was, like, a big event that they sold tickets to, and it was, you know, in a big... To our parents. It's not like yeah, but members still, it's of the in public a... were like, I can't wait, it's the, uh, <laughs> the event of the year. Probably not, but it was, uh, like, in a fancy hall in the city and stuff like that, so... I imagine yeah, it was in like Melbourne's f- main performing arts centre, right? Like the, so the main one for the city. It wasn't just a school one. Yeah, so I think like when you're hiring a venue like that and making such a big production of it, you got to mm. go. All right, well the kids have to be ready because That's no matter true. how ill prepared for like a 400 meter relay you are, you can probably do it. Worst case scenario, you'll just lose. Yeah, I guess you don't want your children fucking up on the stage of, like, you know, the Albert Hall. Exactly. That's (laughs) the difference. It's like, well, everyone knows how to run at least a little bit. Whether or not you can win is like a completely different question. But But assumedly at some point in your life, you've learned how to run. Yeah, but like you can't just be, all right, go out on the stage, now dance or like sing this song or whatever. Dance in tandem. Right. There's a little more that goes into it, I think, is the reason. Okay, Um, I hear you. I hear that. Okay. But to get back to The Rock, this was supposed to be like a 10-second interlude, but (laughs) all I wanted to say is... It never is, is, Ben. No, it's It never is. The cover that comes up for Walking Tall when Mm. you like look at that movie, it's just of him with like a baseball bat or something. Uh He looks so skinny compared to The Rock Oh, really? Yeah, it's crazy because like you see The Rock in like a Fast and the Furious type blockbuster that we know him now and he's like twice the size of what he was when he was in wwe like (laughs) like this movie poster is obviously like just finished his wrestling career and now he's like going to hollywood and he looks like it's like the rock jr or some shit it's crazy (laughs) this is his child this is a shot of him in preschool the rock in walking tall is the guy that the rock now would hand out to people at the side of the running track and accidentally get eaten (laughs) see i yeah that's right he's banana child we i had to look up i've been watching luke cage i can't remember the guy's name from luke cage mike coulter thank you mike coulter in my opinion here we go help me out here i would say the hottest marvel character including the avengers Okay. Yeah. Out of the, Mike Coulter for people's sexiest man. Just the guys man. are we talking about? Uh, well, I, I guess for me, yes, because I'm attracted to men. Yeah. What about um? I'm going Chris Hemsworth? with. I guess most I am most attracted to rather than like most objectively attractive, because yeah, I, I've left out really thinking about is he more attractive than Scarlett Johansson, for example. I haven't really thought about that. Yeah, I think he's hotter than a Hemsworth. He should definitely put that in his IMDb. (laughs) I mean, I know. Hotter than a Hemsworth. Because there's been two times when I went to the theatre, and by the theatre, I mean like the cinema. Oh, not the theatre. No. Um, (laughs) And like the audience has audibly gasped at nudity. It's only happened twice. Really? The first time was in, I think it's called The Immortals, which. uh, it was like a movie, maybe even a Henry Cavill movie. <laughs> but I, uh, I'm trying to remember her name. The romantic lead in Slumdog Millionaire, the woman in that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She has a, uh, a nude scene, which um, it's basically like a close-up of her butt that just fills the entirety of the screen. Yeah. And like, it's a great butt, no denying it. But everyone was like... <laughs> Blown Frida away. Pinto? Yeah, Frida Pinto, thank you. Yep. 
like she like I guess no one saw this coming because everyone was like oh my god like it was <laughs> it just it's yeah, an blew, amazing butt yeah it's like the best butt you've ever seen so <laughs> it blew the collective minds of the of the audience the only other time that that has happened is when we went to see the first Thor movie oh. and Chris Hemsworth took off his shirt mm-hmm. and oh my god Every woman in that audience, like, collectively started ovulating in that moment. It was insane. See, the one that I didn't see this in the theatre, but I watched it with a group of girlfriends was, um, oh, what's that movie where, is it Lockstock, where Brad Pitt plays like a pikey? Oh, uh, yeah. Not Lockstock. Is it? Um, Snatch. Snatch. Thank you. Funny, funny you should be called that. In Snatch, there's still like a moment that me and my like kind of 10 female friends were having a slumber party and Brad Pitt's house gets set on fire. Yep. And he runs out of it in just his underpants and everybody gasped because he had a giant bulge. (laughs) And so we all gasp. And then my friends were like, what? And we're like, it's a big fire. (laughs) It's a big fire. So, yeah, I would say, though you can exaggerate a bulge, I guess. A butt is harder to fake, oh, as I've always did, said. I think they did use a uh, body double for it. I uh, I did have to look into that later because... If it was Frida God. Pinto's butt or not? Yeah, it was not. So, um, whoever's the body double, just two thumbs up from uh, that audience is all yeah. I've got to say. Well, what's the other one that people always talk about? Oh, yeah, we have a friend that, like, banned his wife from watching... Um, is it Studio 54? Yeah, with um, <laughs> Neve Campbell and... Marky Mark. Face? Oh, do you mean Boogie Nights? Thank you, Boogie Nights. We have a friend who's banned his wife from watching Boogie Nights. Do you know about this? No. So our, our friend of ours has banned his wife. They have two kids now, so maybe he could finally let her move on. Uh, a kid and a half, one on the way. <laughs> <laughs> and he banned her from watching Boogie Nights because he couldn't stack up to Marky Mark's wiener that is on display, full frontal, in Boogie Nights. But I think the point is that no one can. Like, that's I haven't actually seen it. but No, neither. The... Neither has this guy's wife because he knew he <laughs> couldn't satisfy her. Well, uh, I'm pretty sure that's a stunt dick as well. Really? Yeah, it's not his actual cock. So <laughs> I, uh, I feel like that makes it better. Like, it could be oh, like yeah, 10 feet prosthetic. long. It's a prosthetic. The story behind right. Mark, I just Googled it. And there's a, uh, the second result is the story behind Mark Wahlberg's giant boogie nights penis. I mean, it sounds <laughs> like it's a great would give you article title. <laughs> yeah, but like, that's the thing. For all we know, he doesn't even have a penis because we haven't seen the real thing. Yeah, that's true. Again, probably I would say Brad Pitt's has got to be a prosthetic as well. Even though you don't see it, you think they just... Uh, I think they just shove something it. down there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, fair enough. I mean... Oh my gosh, this is amazing. You really? Originally, this is the quote from the, the Boogie Nights team. Originally, we sculpted a version that was 12 inches long and we tested it. It looked just way too big. It looked like a weird monster thing. <laughs> <laughs> So how, does it say how long they ended up making it? Uh, it doesn't say, no. Because that's the thing. Like, obviously, after that movie came seven out... Seven inches, the, I think. The version seven, seen at the end right. of the film was a, around seven inches. Okay. Because I think that's the sweet spot. You want it to be big enough It was that the people... size of John Holmes's penis, whoever that is. I think he's like a famous porn star or something. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah. Then, yeah. But... Uh, yeah, I think that's what you're going for is you want people afterwards to question, is this a real dick or not? Mm-hmm. Because like if you, they're right. Like if you go for the 12 inch, obviously everyone's like, oh, well, that was clearly fake. That's ridiculous. If you yeah, go, that's like, right. Just like, you know, seven or eight. A, yeah. A couple of inches above average. It's plausible. Like, I guess people <laughs> do have dicks like that. And so it's like, yeah. well, good on Marky Mark. <laughs> That's the reaction you want to go for. Yeah, exactly. But I just yeah. love that our friend has banned his wife from watching it because he can't stack up, literally or metaphorically. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess almost no one can except for John, John Holmes, Holmes, apparently. I love his two quotes that I love. It was the size of John Holmes's penis, said editor Dylan Titchnor. But Mark is like eight or nine inches shorter than John Holmes. Standing up, he clarifies. 
<laughs> so we're saying like the body to dick ratio in Mark's <laughs> fake penis is, uh, is uh, in Mark's favor. That's no mm. worse proportion because Mark's shorter, so it looks again like proportionally that his is larger. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm, yeah, yeah, and uh, this is also a great quote. Let me just pull this up again. What Mark Wahlberg did in that movie was all sorts of things that he had to absolutely commit to, said director of photography Robert Ellswit. He had to put a prosthetic cock on his own cock. You know what I mean? That's asking a lot, an awful lot of an actor, honestly. <laughs> I mean, is it, it? it is and it isn't, right? Like, if I was doing a movie and they're like, oh, Ben, that's full frontal in it. Mm-hmm. I would be like, well, uh, this is something that I definitely have to think about. And yeah. then if they're like, oh, oh but no, don't you'll worry, have a prosthetic, you'd be like, sign me I'd be up. Like, and it, it's, but it's like, it's not just a uh, prosthetic that's going to make me look normal. It's going to make me look very Huge. impressive. Yeah, I'm like, you will look well, outrageous. I'm suddenly very interested in doing this film. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make you look like you've got the biggest penis in the world, Ben. <laughs> no, that, that, that's too bad. That's I don't want that because then everyone's like, oh, it's clearly fake. Okay, we're going to make you John Holmes. Are you yeah. happy with that? I want to have the penis that of people John Holmes. ban their wives from seeing. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're that's doing a quotable your, uh, quote. Yeah, when you're doing your reggae remix of this episode, make sure to put that one in there. When you see it in sweatpants, it looks like a hum. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, sex, I guess, as you know, I am quite an anxious dater. I, I, I have a boyfriend at the moment and like, it's literally since we both worked out, we wanted to be in a relationship with each other from my end at least till death do we part, more or less. He's shaking his head for him. Just so you don't have to find a new... <laughs> I fucking hate dating. I don't know if you know that, but yeah, I fucking hate it. I hate it. I feel like we've got a good 10 years worth of the podcast that proves this. It gives me horrible anxiety. So I never want to have to date again. But as you remember when I was dating, a real big issue for me was text messages. Yeah. So, of course, not only are they in text, there's so much you can read into them, there's no context, but you send a message and then it's like the anxious weight of, am I going to get ghosted? Should I have said that? Is this going to go down badly? All that kind of stuff. And I hate that. So I was thinking, like I was watching one of these Jane Austen-ish kind of shows and they were doing all of that over mail, right? And I'm trying yeah. to work out, would you? Would that make you more or less anxious? Because initially I was like, that would be amazing. It would be several months between letters. Surely by then I would be okay to not receive one. So I wouldn't have that instant of like, oh, my God, it's been three hours. Like, where is he? And <laughs> I guess now, I don't know, because, again, I haven't dated in two years or so. But when we were a little bit younger, there wasn't so much that you always have your phone on you. But towards the end of my dating career, as it were, there was no excuse, I would say, or no reasonable reason why you don't reply within, say, 12 hours. Yeah. Unless you're playing games, which everybody is. But it's not like, oh, I didn't have my phone on me. Like, yes, you did. It's like, it's your fitness app. It's your, like, phone. It's your internet. It's your music. Like, you definitely have looked at it. Yeah. The only, I guess, legitimate reason is that you saw the text and you're like, okay, I'll reply to that. And then it kind of slips your mind. Yeah. You're like, oh, that needs a good reply. I'll do it later. And then you forget. Yeah. But if it's someone that you're really into, that's probably not slipping your mind anyway. Like you will go back to write them fairly quickly. Yeah, exactly. And so you kind of get a gist of where you're at just from like how often they're texting and how often you text back and how long you both take. And it's all kind of a delicate game because you can't text back too quick despite the fact you obviously saw it as soon as they sent it. Like unless you're dating a surgeon, they've seen it within 10 minutes, (laughs) surely. Yeah, yeah. Having everything going by old school mail where it's like a month between letters, maybe more. I take such a long time to get past the early flirtation stage there's a lot of back and forths you know mm-hmm. it's like a give and take so you throw something out there and then if they reciprocate then you put another foot forward and eventually yeah. and then like, like there's okay. a step back there's a step forward it's yeah yeah doing that by mail 
like I wouldn't have found a partner for like 15 years because But I think that's why you married the first girl that wrote back. <laughs> It's like, Is I it don't want to have to do that again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's essentially like, you're like, all right, we're three letters in. She's the love of my life. Yeah. So I think if you, if you write someone, thou dearest Esther, would you partake in the joys of merriment with me? I assume that's how people asked each other out back in the day. <laughs> I was like, well, I actually had no idea what you were talking about. I was like, what? <laughs> that, that's a 1800 speak for like, will you go steady? Oh, right. <laughs> and will you go steady is a 50s speak for want to bang. <laughs> okay. If you had to like write those letters, there's obviously no nervous wait immediately which is the worst part of sending a text like, yeah agreed you, it's awful. if you're going back and forth and it's like a minute between replies mm. or less and then you say like all right will you be my girlfriend or whatever and then suddenly there's like five minute gap you're like yeah. well fuck like i've, <laughs> I've screwed done. it up yeah, yeah well you see the dot 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 up there for more than the three seconds it would take to like yes yeah, and then the dots disappear and then they yeah. come back again and then they disappear and you're like, oh my God, like, what do I do? So obviously there's none of that. Yeah, so the dot, 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 if they come up like two or three times and disappear and then you see that she's searching for a Giphy, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, so in like the immediate short term, you're fine because you're like, well, that's what I was right, thinking. Well, it's going to take like at least three months, like, you know, a month of the mail to be delivered to her, then a few weeks for her to for procure parchment. For her to have something to like parchment. write back. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and then a few things have to happen in her life. Right. And then she, uh, she'll she write back and that's like another month for it being delivered. There's probably like a storm. So there's a good 50% chance that yeah. the ship with my letter on it sinks anyway. Exactly. There's like, you know, no immediate pressure. So it's good from that perspective. But... During that entire wait, you've got the prolonged anxiety of will she, won't she? Mm -hmm. And like, that's the best bit of text is like, all right, even if it takes, I don't know, like an hour or whatever to get this reply, regardless of whether they say yes or no, you've got your answer. And so like, there's a relief that comes with that whether it was positive or negative. Well, no, because my greatest fear is not so much not getting an answer at all. I don't mind a negative answer. I hate being ghosted is my That's fear. what I'm saying. Like, oh, right. So you're like, you wouldn't know. But I feel like by a year in, I'd be like, well, I guess I've been ghosted. It's fine. Yeah, but I guess... But it would as- be so long that I would stop caring. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if it's been a year, like I, I was going to say lots happened, but probably not back then. Yeah, I wonder if, like, maybe the um, the move back then was to send out, like, letters to every single woman that you met. And then you go, all right, well, let's hope that one of them writes back within a year. And, and it, like, makes it on the boat and, yeah. Yeah, because, like, even if they agree, what are the chances that I even get their response? Like, there's so much that can go wrong. Like, the the horseback mailman is going to get shot in the <laughs> middle of the battlefield that he has yeah, to roam through. Exactly. The, yeah. Like he gets the plague. We, uh, yeah. <laughs> like we, we were talking last week about how letters are taking so long to be delivered right now with everything going on in the pandemic and like the American postal system and stuff. But back in the day, not only would it take forever, there's just like a good chance that it wouldn't be delivered. At least like now, mm. okay, it might take a month or two, but it's going to get here. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, yeah, everyone was just probably playing their odds. And then maybe three years, you bump into one of those uh, prospective partners again. And she's and like, like, where was your letter? You never got it. And you're like, oh, damn it. I- I've been engaged for three years and I didn't yeah. even know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I was thinking, yeah, I feel like, yes, it would help because I wouldn't be expecting an answer anytime soon. But downside as well is that you've got that one letter for kind of months on end to just pour over. So like, you know, when you first read a text message, you're like, okay, this is good. And then you're like, I'll reply in a bit to look cool. And you yeah. go back and you're like, oh, he said, hello, with three L's. Like, is yeah, he getting yeah. bored? Like, <laughs> does that mean that, you know, he's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, why did he leave off the G? Is he like, too, his other hand too busy, like stroking another woman or? 
That's right. Yeah, they they could analyze a SMS like nobody's business. Oh yeah, uh, but that's what I'm thinking. Like you've got three months to analyze that letter. Do you think that you would start to get more anxious because you've got so long to just stare at this one letter? Yeah, well, it's like that thing when you've got your buddies around and you're like, oh, I got this message from a girl. I think she's into me, but I'm not quite sure. And like everyone yeah. in the room kind of chimes in. Yeah, they're like, oh, she said, hey, like she's got three whys. Like it's it's good it's good news, man. Yeah, yeah. You would be doing that with like everyone in town before she got a response. <laughs> like pretty much. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It sounds kind of fun though. Okay. I feel like well, it's... Um, it's I don't know if it's more or less anxiety-inducing. It's just a different kind of anxiety. I feel like dating <laughs> was always life, terrifying. life, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no more or less anxiety-producing, just a different kind is pretty much yeah. life in general. I, w- I do wonder if the um, short lifespans kind of helped a little bit because it's like, all right, You're like, well, who I'm cares? Live- well, I'll only be with this person for 10 years. Oh, at max. It's before like, I'm she dies in to- childbirth. <laughs> yeah. There's a good chance that one or both of us is only going to live to 40. Like, I may as well shoot my shot. <laughs> yeah, she might die. <laughs> no, she will die. It's just a matter of uh, if it's like at if and when. 40 or 42. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when, that was when um, Till Death Do Us Part was really well, not the such other a big thing. deal. It's, it's not like, like yeah, I might as well shoot course. my shot. It was like, yeah, may as well get married. It's only five to ten years if I survive yeah. childbirth. Exactly. And you survive, like, the war that we ship you off to. Yeah, or the many wars. Like, there's yeah. definitely another <laughs> the several one in, wars like, we ship you two off weeks to. after you arrive, arrive home again. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that brings us to the end of another episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can email me, ben at insaneramblings.net. Uh, you can reach me, vicky at insaneramblings.net. Podcast at insaneramblings.net will find us also. Of course, you can always find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash insane ramblings for behind the scenes, some extra videos, some extra clips, some shareables, all that kind of stuff. And you can comment directly to us. And uh, rate, review and subscribe on iTunes. So every new episode is automatically downloaded whenever it comes out. And uh, Spotify. And uh, Google. Soon to be Amazon. We're on Google Podcasts. We just never mention it. I thought you meant like you could also Google us. I was like, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you can Google us. You can probably Yahoo us. Try digging us. <laughs> you can uh, ask Jeeves us. Yeah. Away sea boat. Away sea boat. I just can't look someone in the eye and like, ah, like put the whole banana in my mouth. There's just some guy in like sweatpants. Then no, I don't want his banana. I don't want his banana, no. I don't want his banana, no. Just some guy in some sweatpants, no. Don't want his banana, no. So you're more comfortable with banana cannibalism than you are with just accepting a banana from a guy in sweatpants. I'm like, this is banana entrapment. I want to have a penis that people will ban their wives from seeing. Yeah, when you're doing your reggae remix of this episode, make sure to put that one in there. I don't want his banana, no. I don't want his banana, no. Just some guy in some sweatpants, no. Don't want his banana, no. When you see it in sweatpants, it looks like a hum. Something has happened in my house that has fucking blown my mind. <laughs> okay. Do you know off the top of your head, if I was to ask you what's your... Sh- like, just imagine in some world that I would ever give you a gift. Um, yeah. Would you know off the top of your head what your shoe size is? Uh, yeah, I assume it's like 9, 10, around there. Uh, yeah, so you would know, like maybe not bang on or like depending on the shoe make or whatever, you would know yeah. your shoe size. Right? Like if I was like, you know, you're getting married or something and the best man's like, I'll take care of the shoes around about what size are you? You would know off the top of your head. Yeah, what's up? Well, I'm buying my boyfriend some Ugg boots this morning because I got him slippers and they're starting to like fall apart because we literally wear them all day, every day. 
And I yelled out to him because I'm in the living room, he's in the bedroom. So I was like, what's your shoe size, hon? He's like, I don't know. Like, whenever you go bowling, right, they always ask you what your shoe size is. Yeah. Like, how often do you have to get it and take it back? Like, I feel like this is oh, pretty that's good. Different. I feel like bowling shoes are in a whole new world, though. <laughs> that's different. Bowling shoes, I think, are like three, like, they're like the Grinch's heart. But they're three sizes he, too small. Maybe he uh, goes bowling a lot and that's throwing him off. Yeah, he's the opposite of my dad. Yeah. <laughs> he never wants to speak of bowling again. All my boyfriend <laughs> wants to speak about is bowling. It's a nice balance. No, so at bowling as well, I guess, I don't really understand, but yeah, I do have the uh, three sizes too small issue at bowling, but I can relatively safely buy shoes online. I mean, I've never I've never bought shoes online. It does seem like a bit of a risk, but yeah, at least I would be, like Ugg boots, I guess, would be, you feel like there's some wiggle room there. That oh, like definitely, like you can wear thick socks or if anything, you want them a little large to kind of yeah. lump. It's not like you're going jogging in them. Do you know your height, or does he know his height, I guess is the real question. I do. I, I'll ask him, but it blew my mind. And I said to him, before we move on, I said to him, how would you, how do you buy shoes then? He said, literally, I just look at what's on the bottom of the shoe I have on and buy that. But when you go buy shoes as well, they measure your foot. Oh, no, I don't think he goes that far. Where do you think he's shopping for shoes? Like, <laughs> He if the man doesn't though, know his not, shoe shine, he's not, he's not shoe size, them, he's, he's not, not going to online. Gucci. It's not Gucci, it's like athlete's foot. <laughs> every, like every shoe store is like, oh, even if you, they go, what's your shoe size? And then they'll like measure it anyway because they're like, people don't know their shoe size. I don't understand that. But even I last time I went. I know my shoe size off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't know. That, I'm, now I'm kind of more leaning towards him now because last what? time I went they like measured my foot and oh that blows my mind because I like, don't mind with like a... three sizes but it does depend on the shop uh, yeah but like if you go get your foot measured like I, I wonder if they would give you the same number because like I gave the clerk what I thought was my shoe size last time and then I ended up with uh, like a good size smaller so right I don't know. Maybe we all think we know, but that's why they like measure every time because it's like. Well, yeah. I think as well because it's not the same across. Like it, because yeah, in some shoe stores I'm one size, and then in other shoe stores I'm two sizes bigger. So I think it also depends on the make and the width. But yeah, maybe he's like looking at the tie shoe size, and if I come to size sixty-five. Yeah, that's right. I'm huge. Yeah, it's blown my mind. It's absolutely blowing my mind. That he has no concept of a roundabout. What is? I said like, well, a roundabout. What is it? Like, give me a ballpark. He's like, I have no idea. When I buy new shoes, I literally look at the bottom of what I'm wearing and just buy the same. I said, how do you live like this? He's like, I don't buy shoes that often. It's a formula that seems to work for him. <laughs> it just blow my mind. Hang on, I'll quickly. I'll see if I can call out to him. He's in the bathroom. About it. What was it? His height? Yeah, because. Uh... I could like ballpark my height again, but like every time that I have to put like a centimeter value to it, I'm like, there's a good, I don't know, like five centimeters either way fluctuation. Oh wow! This could be. No, I know mine, but again, because I've had it measured for like losing weight and stuff like that, so I've been not well. I guess again, it, it goes down to you. You don't see the doctor very often. No, it's just like, why do I need to know my height? <laughs> <laughs> Give me one second. Like, it's so frequent. Like you see in TV shows and stuff, people are like, oh, I'm 6'5", and then it's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm 6'2". It's like, I think I'm like around 5'11", but that if, right. I was, if I was like 5'8", I would be like, okay, I guess I'm 5'8 now. <laughs> no, you're not 5'8". <laughs> I think you're about 5'10". Yeah, but I, my point is I can't say it with confidence. Yeah. So how do you how do you give your height then five? Well, I just say five eleven, and like it's never a problem because I know like you know if I'm going on a roller coaster or something, they're like, oh sorry, the cutoff was five nine. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you would just accept that. Yeah. Fair enough. But if they're like, you have to have five eight feet. <laughs> uh, somehow I've gotten by. <laughs> Hang on, I'll call that to him and see if he knows his height. Hey, Han. 
Yeah, that one he's got down. Okay. Well, I just uh, thought after him and he definitely had that. As long as uh, he's got half of the measurements down, he's doing all right. I know. So, yeah, he was like, initially he said 6'1", and then he said, well, I don't know, actually. And I was like, here we fucking go. And he said, whatever, a hundred whatever number he said, 183 centimetre is. So, if anything, he's got the opposite. Yeah, so he knows, like, who's a centimetre. I'd have no idea. Yeah. The point, I guess the point is, how often is this a problem? Like, it doesn't really affect most day-to-day lives if you're off by, like, a size or a few centimetres or whatever it is. Yeah, well, I think he might know because he just got measured for a suit, like, this year. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. So that would probably help. Like, they tailored a suit for him being best man in a wedding. Yep. But, yeah, it's blown my mind. I Like, not knowing your shoes. It's like not knowing your middle name. No, it's, I, I feel like it's different because it changes throughout your life, you know. It's like your middle name. It doesn't change throughout your life. Like, sure, okay, from when you're born to 18, but mine's not changing. Oh, yeah, but as you say, there's like different types of shoe. Like, it's like, oh, there's US, US UK measurements and like different shoes just to It's not that confusing. Do you know your pants size? Mm, kind of. Like, but again... What? Like if it was... Who are you? So you have a vague idea of the space you take up. So at some point, would you fit in this elevator? You're like, well, I don't know, maybe. Well, like, I, I feel like I can buy two pairs of pants that is the same number on them and they'll be completely true. different. Yeah. Again, also true. Yeah. So, like, I have a number in mind, but do I trust it? Not really. <laughs> Mind blown. Like, not even a ballpark he has. <laughs> for um, shoe size. Blow my mind. Absolutely blow my mind. All right, I go down. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Insane ramblings.